We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, let's bring in Dante DiVincenzo, his teammate, the all-Villanova backcourt. 28 points, six boards, five assists. So we had two games here in Charlotte, 28 and 25. Dante, anything particular in this city that uh, that inspires you? <laughs> no, not in particular. Uh, just go out there and try to uh, make open, open shots and just be aggressive, that's all. What was you thinking prior to the game with uh, you found out OG wasn't going tonight? Um, I mean, I didn't find out really until the meeting. Um, so, um, I mean, first and foremost, hey, first and foremost, you want him to get healthy. Um, but then we knew, you know, they're big, they're long, so we, it was going to be a collective effort. Um, I think Precious, you know, he was great for us tonight. Um, really was, you know, on the perimeter a lot, um, rebounding. He was just doing everything for us. So um, we knew that he could step up, and, you know, we just did what we needed to do. Uh, you you seem so much more comfortable now. Obviously, you know, it takes a while to get to that real high yeah. comfort level that you have. But oh, the overall team, there, there's a connection with with the players now that, that it's so noticeable to even the fans and certainly to us. Tell us about the development of that, how that happened, and, and what's going on. Yeah, you know, it takes time. Um, and I think it starts off the court. Uh, communication, uh, little things, playing, playing music together, uh, talking on the plane, just little things to, you know, uh, build that chemistry so when you're on the court you can you know you can get on one another when you make mistakes but also you celebrate each other um, and you really push each other and challenge each other every single day and that's what we've been doing what was the feeling like tonight you run on the court and you see a sea of orange and blue <laughs> and the ovation that you guys received yeah i mean i just told uh coach rick burson i was like man knicks fans travel um you started hearing let's go knicks um and that's i mean we have the best fans in the, in the league, so, you know, no matter where we go, it feels like a, a home game for us. One last quick question, Dante. Uh, you've watched Jalen Brunson play. He's been your teammate for a long time for Villanova. What do you think about what he's doing right now? I mean, he's just an all-star. I mean, there's nothing else to say. He's, you know, he's the top whatever guy in this league, and, but he's, he, he's an all-star in this league, and, and I'm really happy for him. Great job tonight. Thanks, Dante. Yeah, appreciate it. Anthony Sixto, coming out of that two-minute mark timeout with the starters, had me shook. Him laughing while he emptied the bench felt like he was purposely trolling us. Hashtag three seed. You're like, what's the thought process there? So we had them in there for one additional defensive possession and one additional offensive possession. The defensive possession, I did they score on the defensive possession? I kind of think they did. I, I want to go back and look at that right now. And on the offensive possession, it wasn't even like a good possession because you're just like, please don't get hurt. Um, yeah, look, Tibbs, 
it's looking inside his mind and trying to figure that shit out. Like, good luck. Um, they didn't score. Thank you, uh, Andrew. Um, you kind of have to give yourself over to some of the stuff, right? Um, because what you get, what you get in return is just, again, it's the most prepared team in the league, most consistent effort giving, um, well-prepared, ready to play, ready to win team in basketball. And I know there's kind of like a love hate relationship with the concept of Tibbs guys, but say this, if you, if you give him a roster full of guys that he like are, are Tibbs guys, the results are going to be pretty good. Thanks, uh, Anthony. Appreciate you. Uh, Dom Cappuccini with another one. I listen to you, John, to relax on the turnovers. And I will tell you the patience is paying off. It would look, it should look even prettier during the playoffs. I've never seen a Knicks team pass like this. So I'll, I will, I will agree with you in, in the, the turnover department. Um, what this team still, they're not like, they're, don't worry, don't get me wrong. They're passing it and they're passing it well for them. They're passing it well enough to win. Like they're passing it well enough to generate good offense. Tonight, they had 25 assists on 44 made field goals. That's fine. 25 assists on 44 made field goals is fine, but they're still the 29th ranked assist rate team in the league. And I think since the trade, they're 22nd or 23rd, something like that. So, like, but they're never going to be that's, they're never going to be that sort of offense where it's just every, like, you know, 60, you know, assist rate in the high 60s. You're just not going to get that. When your best offense, doesn't matter who the fuck's out there. Julie's out there. OG's out there. It didn't matter if IQ is out there. RJ, it didn't matter who's out there. When your best offense is ultimately going to be give Jalen the Brunson, give Jalen Brunson the ball and let Jalen Brunson cook. Like your assist percentage is never going to be high. With that consideration, this team passes it well enough. What you're keying in on and what I think we, we had spoken about previously is the cleaning up of the turnovers. Tonight, I thought they took fantastic care of the ball. They only had four, nine turnovers tonight. And uh, they've cleaned that up recently, which you've, I think you figured was going to come in time. Give it some time after the trade. Thanks, Tom. Hush Zoo, absurd value on the Dante DiVincenzo contract. Applause for the front office for this perfect mid-level signing. And like, when the signing happened, and when you, we kind of knew the signing was going to happen, I was thinking to myself, man, you got a guy who, in theory, is entering his prime. He is, you know, he's not someone that like you, you want running pick and rolls. Like, there's levels to this shit, right? Like, or, or do you want Dante DiVincenzo out there running pick and rolls? Probably not. But he is without question in terms of what he can do with the ball in his hands and not, I'm not with the ball in his hands as a cutter. He's like a level above. I don't, I don't want to feel bad putting this guy down. This is not putting him down, but just to use an, an obvious example is like Quentin Grimes. Like he is a level, maybe two levels above Grimes in that respect. So you have that stuff on offense. You have the shooting, which you figured was going to be there. Um, 
I, I think coming into the year, we knew that placed in the right situation defensively, he was going to be a positive, a value add defensively. I'm like, yeah, he's a small, he, he's a guard sized guard, but I don't know. Have we watched Dante DiVincenzo this year and felt like, man, that's a dude that gets pushed around? Like he's, you know, a Nova guy, knows how to bring it defensively, has some real physical tools. And you saw that and you're like, all right, mid-level contract in a league where like Yaka Pertle's getting $20 million, you know, uh, like Marvin Bagley just signed for an extension. I think that had around the same or more in like average annual value. Like you see some of the money being thrown around in the league and you're like, really? Mid-level, non-taxpayer mid-level. All right. And like you felt good about it. You felt good about it. You felt like there was a floor there. I think what we didn't realize was the potential for a real ceiling, a higher ceiling that can't, that has come in the form of him, you know, alluding to the super chat from earlier, becoming just legitimately one of the best three-point threats in basketball. Uh, the, and him, just the, the feeling like, just get him the ball. Anywhere inside of 30 feet with some space. And it's a good shot. That's this team needed that. Boy, did they need that. They needed it tonight and they've needed it all season. So kudos to the front office. Anthony, just to thank you for the content um, for me tonight. Thank you, Anthony. Appreciate you watching. Appreciate you supporting. Um, and thank you for the generous contribution. We're happy to do it. We love this stuff. Alex, what's going on, Alex? Looks like the Heat are getting crushed. Should Miami cut Pete on Spo? <laughs> Looks like the team has tuned him out. Got his bag. Now he's coasting. So let's see. If they fired him tomorrow, what would they owe him? $100 million or something? $80 million? What's that? How many years is that contract? I don't even know. It doesn't start till next season, right? Oh, it doesn't start till next season. So there you go. Um, I'm pretty sure that they would trade everybody on this roster, including Bam Adebayo and uh, Jimmy Butler before they cut bait with Spo. Um, yeah, I I don't know what's going on down there. Um, I know Giancarlo's not happy. I know that. I'm just I'm checking in on their box score tonight. They're, my God, they're a game over 500, Andrew. A game over 500. They're currently the eighth seed. Orlando passed them. Yeah, Orlando passed them. And my Chicago Bulls are not too far behind either. Um, uh, did, you, did you hear what I said about the Bulls? You, no, because I got two things at once. Say it one more time. You're good. My Chicago Bulls are Your about Chicago to pass Bulls. them. Oh, yes. No, they're not. That's not going to happen. Look at Look at the standings, please. Jimmy Butler tonight. I mean, 26 points. 26 points. So you can't blame Jimmy tonight. Bam. Three for nine tonight. Do Tyler Hero. Five of 18 for 17 points. That's a, yep. that's a, that's an RJ line. Uh, Jeez, that's so mean. <laughs> it is. I know, but like, what did RJ have to do with anything? Because <laughs> they've always been compared to each other. Okay, fair. If you're doing that, then that's fine. That's, that's fine. why I'm doing it. Okay. I mean, look, one team may need to trade their former 2019 first round pick to improve their roster. So, 
I mean, they made, but they made their trade. They made the Rosier trade. That was their trade. They don't have really. I mean, you're right that that is the 2021 trade. That's not the, or 2020, what year is it? 2024 trade. What I'm saying is that you're going to have to make a bigger trade. They should have gone all in for Dame. Well, to, well, no shit. To do to use my famous That's their version famous, of an OG Anobi trade, John. That would have used the roster. To use my famous phrase, Tyler Harrow at his salary is at his contract is matching salary. He like what is he making? 26 a year, 27, 28, 29, something like that. 28 something a year. Like that. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, he might be worth around that. Maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less. That's that's matching salary. Yes. He also, I mean, like I continue to believe that Toronto viewed RJ enough of an asset that him plus quickly meant picks because it's specifically Toronto. But look, I they probably need to break up this this core. They got lucky last year that guys suddenly decided to start hitting shots they weren't hitting all season. You can't count on your team to go on a lucky run through the or a well an impressive run through from the eighth seed every season. But but I thought Giancarlo made a fantastic point to you, which is like, yeah, I know Max Strews didn't have the best shooting season last year. And like Gabe Vincent wasn't as good maybe in the regular season. He wasn't in the playoffs. But like those guys mattered to that team last season and losing them makes a difference. I think he mentioned someone else that I'm forgetting about, but like losing them made a difference. Well. I'm I'm okay with this being the new reality. If the I, I just keep tail spinning, I I wanted to keep going so badly. I cannot tell you how much I am rooting for the Miami Heat to continue to implode. By the way, what where do you think the Bulls are in the standings behind the Bulls? Uh, behind the Heat? How the Heat? Far? Are they what are they within a game and a half or something? Two games in the loss column total. Okay. Yeah, the Bulls. Who I said would all I said was they'd be over 500 pretty soon, and. I got a lot. People don't know this. Behind the scenes, we were getting ready for the pod last night. I John was watching the Bulls and the Blazers, and I was like, "Yeah, the Bulls are going to be over five hundred soon." And I was met with pushback the way I pushed back. Basically, the same energy I had for "Don't trade for Bruce Brown." John came to me with, "No, the Bulls will never be over five hundred. You're stupid, and you're ugly, Claudia." Like he went went in on everything about me. So we're now staring at the Bulls and their standings. To see who's going to be right. It's a hell of a game between Thunder and the Wolves right now, anyway. Uh, okay, thank you, Alex. Josh, so focused. Dante DiVincenzo played 41 minutes. 41 minutes. Please trade for someone. It's the one thing for me that stood out tonight in terms of the minutes. Um, like I thought, DiVincenzo was clearly getting tired there in the in the second half. But this is to your point. This is why they need to trade someone for someone because you're like, okay, how are we getting into our offense? Who is who is creating an advantage? And right now, you have to look at this roster without OG Ananobi and without Julius Randle, obviously, especially. And after Jalen Brunson, like, DiVincenzo is your next best initiator of offense. And so it's like, all right, well, we need DiVincenzo out there with Brunson to give Brunson the spacing that he needs. And we also need him out there when Brunson's not on the court. because So he now becomes the new, like, guy that's like, oh my God, can he sustain this many minutes? I'm not too too worried about him. He hasn't played a ton of minutes this year. I want to say, if I'm going to guess, I'm going to say coming into tonight, DiVincenzo was averaging, I'm going to guess 26 minutes a game. Let's see how close I got. Oh, I'm way high. 
He was he's at 22.3 minutes per game. So like he's got it in the tank. He's got it in the tank. Now, doesn't mean you start playing him 40 minutes every night, but for one night with OG out, I think it's it's okay. They do still need to make a trade. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, J- uh, Jalen Brunson MVP case. Numbers aren't quite there, but contrast this performance with the Memphis game with Randall and with OG. The dude is absolutely unbelievable. He can be a number one. That to me is the better conversation. Like, put the right group around him. You know, to go back to your favorite thing in the whole world, like imagine the thing that is never going to happen, which is they trade for Macau Bridges, right? You put Macau Bridges on this team, which again, this is not to disparage DiVincenzo because it would move DiVincenzo out of the starting lineup. Um, whatever. Like put put a, put him at Macau Bridges or a guy like Macau Bridges, a Macau Bridges esque caliber player on this team. Is that enough? Yeah, you know what? I'll talk myself into that being enough. You know, with Randall, OG, Jalen Brunson, your centers and your whole, you know, heart and everybody else. Um, you know, and you can ask some other questions like, do they eventually need to get a slightly sturdier defensive piece instead of Randall? You know, and like the trade off that would come with that. Um, but like, is there a world where they build a roster where Jalen Brunson is essentially the number one player on a team that could win a championship? I believe that that is possible i think he is good enough i think he has justified that level of praise you know um or that level of belief i'm there i'm there and i I don't feel that that's crazy i don't feel that that's crazy to say at this point jeff smith it just fucking works amen to that brother um jasso focused also Jazz with a 20-point deficit in Brooklyn right now. Yeah, they end up getting killed. Win tomorrow. Yes, win tomorrow. Look, you don't ever want to take any team lightly. You don't want to take the Hornets lightly. You don't want to take the Pistons lightly. You don't You don't want to take any team lightly, right? Um, that said, the Jazz are... Well, they they actually won two straight coming into tonight. They're a game over 500. And they're 7-3 in their last 10. Like They're still playing well. They just didn't have it tonight. I just think the nice thing about where the Knicks are at right now, I would rather play a team that is a better offensive team than defensive team because I feel like the way the Knicks defense is playing, um, sorry, they're 24 and 24. I'm looking at standings that have not been updated to reflect tonight's games. My apologies. So they're 24 and 24. The way the Knicks are defending and the defensive personnel that they have, especially if OG Ananobi comes back, you could stop pretty much any offense, not every offense. You could stop, you know, certain offenses can't be stopped, but you could stop most offenses or, or limit most offenses, right? It's a matter of can you score? And that's why I'd rather play a team that has a weak defense and a strong offense the way they're at, the Knicks are at right now. Thanks, Joe. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With the NBA season more than midway through and the NFL season with just three games left, now is as good a time as any to pick combo projections across sports from 
the specials league. For example, on any given night, take Jalen Brunson over in points, Julius Randle over in rebounds, or OG Ananobi over in steals. Then combine it with two NFL props, like Patrick Mahomes over in passing yards, or Christian McCaffrey over in touchdowns. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com/kfs and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com/kfs and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bernard Richardson, what's going on, Bernard? Whoops. Knicks fans took over yet another arena on the road. Would love to see it get some national recognition, but I never hold my breath. Let's effing go Knicks. I mean, it's New York. Which arena? I think Sean with a W asked this question earlier this year, right? Which arena is the most um, MSG South? Is it Charlotte? Is it Atlanta? Is it Washington? I think these teams are all in the same division, right? Is it Washington? Is it Miami? And what's the fifth team? What's the fifth team in that division, Andrew? I forget. Orlando. Orlando. Well, there's a lot of Miami fans that go to Orlando too, right? I. You mean Knicks fans? Knicks fans. Yeah, no, there's not a lot, but yeah. Um, I think Charlotte should be number one. I'd actually be very curious about like actually taking a poll and getting some data on it to see if anybody has because like I, I I've told the story ton of times, yes. but to anybody that doesn't know, I went to college in Virginia, and my closest NBA arena was the one in Charlotte to watch the Bobcats back then. And Bobcatting I, around. I a lot of ton, ton of Bobcatting around uh, down in Charlotte during those years. Um, and so I, I went there three different times and it was mostly Knicks fans. I also know, like my cousin, Ryan, that you know, like lives near Orlando, goes to Knicks Magic games, and it's mostly Knicks fans in attendance. So I I think those are the two that I'm curious about if it's Charlotte or Orlando. Because a lot of New Yorkers move down south and it's either a Carolina or Florida. 
I think I think you nailed it. That was, that's the point that I was going to make. I think there's a lot more New Yorkers who move down to the Carolinas than we maybe give it credit for. Like we always think New Yorkers moving down to Florida. I think there's just as many, if not more, that move down to Carolina because Carolina, you're not that far. It's not as far of a flight away. You get you can do the drive. I mean, it's a it's not a short drive, but it's a you can do the drive, right? You mm-hmm. drive back and forth or whatever. If you're if you sell a family back in New York or, or or what and and I I it's. I, I love how we're getting into this discussion. Probably in terms of cost of living, in terms of living in like really nice places and on the uh, east coast of Florida, you're probably cheaper in Carolina. Oh, but listen, this is years, years, years removed from when I lived down south, but it's very cheap, much cheaper to live in the Carolinas than it was in Florida. So, yeah. So yeah. I, I think there's a good reason. There's a reason why. You know, oh, why, we why. missed the actual correct answer. Uh, oh, Brooklyn! Brooklyn is the place well, that makes sense. That's not even a real thing. Just saying, of the of the road arenas that we go to, what is the place where Knicks fans get the loudest? That's that's the, it's cheating, but <laughs> it's still the the probably the correct answer. But like uh, tonight, though, man, tonight was it was not as loud as as Brooklyn. But I, to your point, I think Charlotte and Orlando are the are the case for the out of town answers. You know. A lot of New York is in D.C. too, because I think D.C. A lot of yeah. New Yorkers move there to work. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, and that's a that's a train right away. All right. Thanks, Bruno. That was a good discussion. Um, Alex with another one. Give Dolan some props. He hired Leon. Rejoice. Not only did he hire Leon, but he has, by all indications, um, not meddled at all. You know. Uh, I mean, he, he's doing his Dolan things right. Uh, we don't have to talk about those, but like it's not imp- it's not impacting the basketball team or basketball operations in any way. Um, but you know what else? It's like I can't believe I'm about to say this. Part of the issue always, I think, was there was this feeling of like the pressure from up top forced Nick decision makers to make bad decisions because they were making decisions in to save their jobs and they made shitty decisions. And then when you factored in that, they made a lot of decisions in furtherance of uh, CAA, the agency before Leon was here, uh, that didn't always go so well either. But like, there is something to be said for like, you know, a culture of accountability where there is an expectation that you are going to produce, you know? Right. Um, and I, but I think it has to, that has to, has to, has to, has to come with a trust factor between your ownership and your people running the show. Because if, like, if Dolan didn't trust Leon, none of this works. And I think he's, that's, that's why from the day Leon got the job and he was hired and Masai Ujiri was not, obviously Masai's star has fallen a bit in recent years, but at the time he was still kind of looked at as the golden boy. Um, the thing I said was like, look, at the end of the day, if there's one guy who Dolan is probably going to be hands off with, it's it's Leon. And he it seems like he has for and for better, not worse. Dom Cappuccini, Dante's Inferno needs to be in the three point contest along with JB. J, JB's there. We'll see about Dante. I hope they're both there. That'd be really cool. If two college teammates, two college roommates competing in the NBA three point contest. How cool would that be? It's a great story. The NBA should do it. Jessica, what's going on, Jess? How are you? More like Charlotte Bornitz, am I right? Man, they're worse than boring. They're 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 just bad. Like some of the 
they kicked the ball around tonight a few times. It's the shot selection there. It's not not what you want. And and give but give them credit. They actually came out. I thought they played well at the beginning of the third quarter for like the first three four minutes of third. Had some nice some nice shot making. Kind of stayed in it, and then they yeah just got the doors blown off. Um, LOL. Okay, they don't all land down three starters and still blew them out. This fucking team. Let's go Knicks. Um, I'm thank uh, thankful. You said down three starters. Down three starters because you're down Mitch too, you know, and now Hardenstein's a little hobbled. Like, think about think about this team at the start of the year where, okay, Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. Four of your five or six most important players. I think any of us would have said that. Those are four of your five or six most important players. You didn't have any of them tonight and the guy you got the main guy you got for RJ and quickly was not here either so like and yet you watch that team in the third quarter and it's like oh my god it's incredible and it is a testament to what they have built it's a testament to what they have built it's also a testament to how much Charlotte sucks but yeah Juan Cruz I think the goal is at least at least the third seed man Man, 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 oh man. Um I'm just speaking for myself. Just speaking for myself. If you gave me a place to sign on the dotted line right now for the four seed, I would sign for the four seed. That's me. I don't think the third seed is out of the question. I don't think at this rate, like if you told me that they were going to be in the running for the two seed at, at some point, I wouldn't think it would be crazy. I think two, three is a lot more realistic than two, because I think with the, the thing with three is like you, you get the Embiid injury factor and like, is he, is he going to play enough games down the stretch? Like if he doesn't think he's going to play enough games for the MVP, is he going to start sitting out more? Like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. But I, I have so much respect for Cleveland, and I don't know how anybody could not have the utmost respect for Cleveland given what they're doing. And I'm telling you, man, don't don't sleep on Indiana. That team is good. They're good, and they're gonna they're not going anywhere. Um, so fine with that as a as a as a goal. But to say again, the goal that should be a goal. Goal should be the three. Sure, that should be the goal. I don't think anybody should be sitting here and being disappointed if they're not the the three or three or or higher. It because of the Randall injury. If Randall didn't get injured, I might be singing a different tune right now. If Randall didn't get injured, the Randall injury is what makes me a little dubious. Unless they make a trade, I might change my tune again if they make the right trade. Thanks, Juan. Speaking of the three seed. Alex, please keep steam going until we're tied for third. How fun would that be if they got tied for third? So they that could happen tonight. That's why he says this. Please keep the stream going. Oh, stream un- going. I until thought- we're tied for third, I which I the Philadelphia read. 76ers so, are playing in Portland tonight. No Embiid. No Embiid. Or no Maxi? 
I'm, no, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at it right now. Hang on, I'm looking at it right now. Maxi out versus Portland. Embiid out versus Portland. Yeah, Kelly Oubre, Pat Bev, Paul Reed, and Tobias Melton's Harris, and Nick, too. and Nick Batum started tonight. They're playing seven guys at the moment. Man, so we'll see if the yeah. Blazers suck. They do. Tied 12-12. We're not going to stay on until the stream's over. I'm just telling you that now, Alex, but there's a chance when people listen to this tomorrow that you know that the Knicks are currently tied for the three seed or so, have are still just a half game back of the, or excuse me, are still a game back of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. But we'll have the same number of wins. The thing about Philly, they had the the angel food cake schedule of angel food cake schedules. I was going to ask you how much does strength of schedule matter in your calculations for the four seed well, or goals for the rest so of the year? I believe the Bucks have had the easiest schedule in the league, right? Yep. But so now they have they the seventh. Fire. They have the seventh easiest. They have the seventh most difficult now. Yeah, I mean seventh hardest. So they so they 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 play the Knicks the first game after the All Star break. So here, can I just go I'll run through their games real quick? Sure. Um, at Golden State, which I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to make of that. Back to back though, too. So that's tomorrow night. Um, is the Tuesday night if you're listening um, on the pod. Uh, Thursday at Utah. I mean, that's the fifth fifth game of a road trip, fourth on the West Coast. So and it's at that sea level. <laughs> yeah. Um, then they come back home. They play the Nets. Eh. Uh, next two home games, interesting. Dallas, Golden State. That's an ESPN game. Then um, a Friday game against the Hawks. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't know what the hell to make the Hawks anymore. Two game road trip at Washington at Cleveland might be interesting. And then their final game before the All Star break, facing the Miami Heat. I'll say this. I mean, we, we play him three more times. Two of those games are in New York. That we do and that they are. One of them, there's a chance we're in attendance for. We should pay attention to social media tomorrow, everybody. Man, their first three games out of the break are at, 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 at home. They It's all home games, but Knicks, Cavs, Bucks. And then, and then sorry, Knicks, Cavs, Bucks, and then at Boston. Yep. And that's where we take command of the three seed. What, so, my sorry. my worry about the three seed, by the way, has, is honestly not Philly related. It's Cleveland related. Cleveland has the third easiest schedule left. And looking like looking like they they beat the Clippers tonight. And the reason I was like, they kind of need to lose that game for the Knicks fan that wants to separate themselves from Cleveland is you look at what their schedule is coming up and we don't need to do more schedule talk doggy. We're not separating but, from Cleveland. But so like if you did want the because the Knicks have separated themselves from the Magic, the Heat, the Pacers, if your hope was then to separate yourself from what? In the, the standings. Themselves, the Knicks have not separated themselves from the Pacers. Where are they in the standings? I, I think they're three back or two and a half or three back, something like that. Okay, they're not like every other remember that, that two week stretch where every other day we could be the three I, the fourth really, seed or the eighth seed. That's what I'm saying. I I'm telling you, I do not do not sleep on Indy. I'm not. I'm literally just saying that if we lose tomorrow, we won't fall to eighth. Yes, the only okay, thing I'm saying we separated fine, in that fine. way, but, but yes. we could fall to fifth because Cleveland doesn't lose. Yeah, and their upcoming schedule is just as is weak as what the Knicks have faced in January. Their next game is Detroit. Benji, I really hope they are solid. Okay, because I need the the Cavs to start losing. Listen, man, 
I'm sitting here. I have Dallas Orlando on fourth quarter. I'm rooting for freaking Dallas in this game because I am still, I still want to put Orlando. Like the first step is make sure you're not in the play in. I know that's going to say like, people are going to listen to that and be like, you're a effing this and that. Make sure you're in the top six. That's step one. Then step two, four, five seed. And then you want to try to go for three. But one step at a time here. Juan, I've jumped out the window. I'm with you that I'm aiming I'm aiming at the three seed. I think the Cavs Fine. are the team I'm worried about. I'm just giving him what he wanted, another person that's jumped out the window. I, I, I have all. many aims in, in life. You know, one step at a time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, as the Knicks go 7-0, the, the Heat go 0-7. John, please talk about the Cannibal Heat fans more. Do it for Giancarlo Navas. Let's freaking go, Knicks. Fuck heat culture. I'm just reading the words on the screen. Um, it's a sad state of affairs. It's a sad. It's a sta- sad state of affairs. Um, you know, I, I've I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the worst fan base in uh, in the NBA. Uh, they've had the most competently run organization in the league. For the last, uh, when did Riley Riley went there in, in 90, went there in ninety five? So it's go- going on thirty years now uh, that they have arguably had the most consistent, competently run franchise in the league for that entire time. You know, you want you want to give me San Antonio? Okay, um, whatever. It's 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 they're either one or two, and. You know, the 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 fact that they have fans ostensibly like people that like are not they're not like bots. Um or like, you know, the the, the monkeys at the typewriter. Maybe do, could, do, or maybe it's now monkeys at the computer because it's Twitter, right? Uh whatever it is, uh saying like fire spo. Like what like what what are we doing here? It's just it's uh it's really it's disheartening. It's disheartening and it's unfortunate for them. And uh, you know, I, I mean I, you know, they have to live with their shame. And uh I don't, thankfully. Um, because I would probably literally jump out a fucking window. Uh, but again, I don't have to do that. So that's what I have to say about heat fans. Uh Colin Day. Hi, Colin. Um can Dante DiVincenzo will be counted on as a secondary creator for offense during injuries. Well, they did tonight. <laughs> they did. Seems like his great shooting this season has afforded him the opportunity. It's not just that. He could he could handle the ball a little bit. I mean, he's a little bit risque with the with the passes here and there. Um, but like he's so smart. He's a smart player. He's a risky player, but a smart player. I'm just looking it up tonight. I mean, the dude had five assists tonight. I want to go back and rewatch them and see like, but it feels like it's not an accident that the ball's moving around really well when he's in there. Now the ball moving well, when you're in is a different animal than initiating or, you know, a secondary creator to your point. I, they're He's going to need to step up. And again, you're speaking to my heart because again, I said, I said it at the top of the show. He's my pick for a second highest usage rate on the team uh, with Randall out. I, everybody's going to need to step up, but I think him and him and OG are the two that I'm looking at mostly. Thanks, Collins. Good question. 